You are now listening to the Way to Go Youth Podcast with Pastor Jerome Baker. This podcast is an outreach of a place of refuge church located in Carrollton, Georgia, where the pastor is Bishop Barry Walker. Our vision is to help youth and young adults to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's word. Now, let's receive Pastor Baker with today's message. You are listening to The Way to Go. Something that is evil. I want to give you a number of definitions. Of course, there are multiple definitions, but three on this morning. Number one, when something is evil, it's bad. (laughs) Bottom line, it's bad for you, or it can cause bad to happen to you. Evil is bad. (laughs) It's not beneficial. Now, Evil can be fun or pleasurable, but it is bad for you. Evil can affect your spirit, your soul, and your body. Something that's bad or evil can affect your attitude your demeanor, how you talk to people. It can affect your soul, how you feel about yourself, how you feel about somebody else. And evil can affect your body. Evil is bad for your health. You may get high, But that evil high is unhealthy. You may not wear a rubber, but that sexual encounter can be unhealthy for your body. Evil, number one, is that which is bad. Number two, evil is thinking Talking and actions that cause trouble for you. Evil is that which causes trouble. When a person does that which is evil, they bring a curse on their life. They bring trouble their way. Evil causes trouble. The Bible says that the curse of the Lord is on the house or the person that does evil. You can mess up your marriage by talking evil. You can mess up yourself by thinking evil. And you can mess up your life by doing that which is evil. Trouble coming. Trouble coming whenever a person practices or continues in that which is evil. And get this, the Bible says whatever is not of faith is sin or evil. 
You can be a child of God, but play around with evil and cause trouble to come in your life, in your marriage, in your family, in your money. There was a prophet, a man of God in scripture that had received instruction to go preach at a particular location called Nineveh. The Lord told the prophet, I want you to go down there and preach to them folk. He didn't want to do it. Got some money and caught a boat trying to go somewhere else. Got on the boat and a big storm came. A real bad storm. And the people on the boat said, man, this is unusual. This just ain't no normal storm. Somebody on this ship, somebody on this boat done offended God or done some evil. They started doing a little roll call to find out who was on the ship and who done offended God. And they found the prophet and they said, look, you done bought trouble on this boat. You got to go. They took the prophet and threw him overboard. Jonah was his name. That lets us know whenever a person is not living according to the word or doing that which is evil, you're bringing trouble into your life. So trouble or evil is that which is bad, that which causes trouble. And finally, evil is that which causes death. And so we would be right to say that sin is synonymous with evil. The wages of evil or the wages of sin is what? It's death. Ruin. You can ruin your life, young people, playing around with that which is evil. And, and you have to be careful because, again, evil or sin can look pleasant. It can be popular. But you have to be conscious of that which is good as well as that which is evil. Are you with me? So we got a good foundation on what evil is. Help me out. That which is bad, that which causes trouble. And that which causes death. Let's look at the Bible in relationship to my definitions. And let's look at what the Bible says concerning evil. Let's start in Genesis 8. While you're turning to Genesis 8, Paul described the last days as being an evil day. Just so much evil going on. Look at Genesis 8 and 21. And the Lord smelled a soothing aroma. Then the Lord said in his heart, I will never again curse the ground for man's sake. Although the imagination of man's heart 
is evil from his youth. First truth, the heart imagines evil. The mind imagines some evil things. A teenager, a child, even a baby, since their youth, the heart imagines evil. Thinks evil. Pictures evil. And sometimes speaks and does that which is evil. Now, y'all mighty quiet, but y'all can't fool me. Has your heart or your mind ever imagined something evil? Yeah. Man, I ought to take this shoe and hit it on the back of the neck. Because she getting on my, on my nerves. Boy, that's evil. You look at your spouse and you call your spouse stupid and then you say, I wish I would have never. Well, why, why are you being so harsh? You child of God, that was just <laughs> evil. You could have put what was asked on the altar, but you kept the money in your pocket. That was, that was evil. Let's take a quick poll. Has your mind ever imagined evil? Yeah. Yeah. Matter of fact, let's, let's come on clean by a show of hands. Who has ever imagined evil more than three times? Come on in this house. We got to guard our heart, the Bible says. Because if you don't, you, you'll find yourself imagining evil continually. That's why we have to renew our minds with God's word so we can be transformed because I don't want to be thinking, talking, and doing evil thinking I'm pleasing God at the same time. No. Got to get that heart right. How many are with me? Got to get my mind right. Let's go to Psalm. How many ever realize why you go to Psalm 97? You got to work on yourself. Yeah. You got to work on yourself. The Bible says we have to work out our own soul salvation with fear and trembling. The Bible teaches that the righteous barely make it in. So I got to work on myself because I want to make it in. What about you? All right. Psalm 97 and 10. You who love the Lord hate evil. Let's stop right there. You who love the Lord should do what? Hate evil. How many in here love the Lord? Now, before you answer, let me tell you what it means to love the Lord. Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. You're going to strive to do what the preacher's teaching, and what's in the written word. That's what it means to love God. You not only say you love God with your mouth, but when God looks at your heart or your actions, he can see that you're striving to do according to the word of God. 
Now let's take that poll. How many in here love the Lord? Yeah. When you love the Lord, the verse goes on to describe those who love the Lord as a saint. Someone who set aside for God's purpose. Someone who God can use at the school, in the church, on the job, on the field, in the court, wherever. You his. You've been bought with a price. Your hands belong to him. Your body belongs to him. And how many know it was a hefty price to redeem you? I said it was a hefty price. We was purchased by the blood of Jesus. We are saint now. And as a saint, a young saint, notice the verse. If you love the Lord, saints should hate evil. We should hate it. We should despise it. We should reject it. And most of all, young folk, we should not promote evil. We shouldn't promote it. We hate evil. You mean I should be a hater? Yes. Be a hater. Hate evil. Love people, but hate evil. Say that with me. Say love people, but hate evil. That's it. What is evil? That which is bad, that which can cause some trouble, and that which is sinful or leads to death. That's what you're supposed to hate. Even when it comes to you dressing, the clothes that you wear, how you wear it, you don't want to look evil. So you, you're, you're careful about even what you put on your body. You careful about where you go because you, you don't want to be going somewhere that's, that's evil. You, you're peculiar about the friends that you select. The righteous choose their friends, the Bible says, carefully. Yeah, you got to hate evil. The beat sound good, but is it an evil song? The dance is popular, but is it an evil dance? The celebrity is known, but is the celebrity promoting evil? You don't say that's my folk, that's my jam, and they promoting evil. No, we're saying we should hate evil. I know I'm telling the truth. Somebody shout loud, say, if you love the Lord, you should hate evil. Yeah, you're my spouse, but I can't do evil with you. We married, I vowed, but, but, but look, if you're going to drink that, I can't toast with you. I'm not going to promote that. That's evil. No, I'm not going to watch that porn. That's evil. God made sex, but, but that right there is promoting evil. How many are understanding? You can't play with evil. If your friends want to get hot, or a so-called friend, look, it's time to make some changes. I'm not going to buy no hat with no weed flower on it. <laughs> no. I'm a child of God. My appetite has had to change. I do not need to engage with that which is evil. 
is not okay. The Bible teaches that we should be holy for God is holy. And so it's a lifestyle adjustment. It takes changing and making the right choices. You got to reject it. You a saint. Am I telling the truth? Notice one more truth about evil. Y'all still with me? Let's go back to Genesis. 19 and 19. And notice what the writer reveals about evil in the latter part of Genesis 1919. Lest some evil overtake me and I die. Evil young people can overtake you. Evil can get a hope to you and you find yourself in bondage. Knowing that you're doing wrong but can't get out of it on your own. Enjoying it, but you're addicted now. Can't stop. Evil can over, overtake you. There are some things in life, young folk, is easy to get into, but it's difficult and challenging to get out of. There are some relationships easy to get into, but difficult to get out of. I want you to remember, evil can overtake you. It can ensnare you. It can take you down. Paul said it like this, if you're taking notes in Galatians 6 and 1, if a person be overtaken in a fault or in a sin or in evil, let him who is spiritual Restore him. See, when a person is overtaking, you need restoration. You need God to deliver you. And so you have to be careful because you can reject what your parents and the preacher are trying to teach you, and evil can get a hold to you. And next thing you know, your life is going down, downhill. Going downhill. Evil can overtake you. Take your money. Take your integrity. See, when, when evil gets a hold to a person, they, they had a mental list of things they said they would never do. But when evil overtakes you, you find yourself doing what you said you never do. Man, I'd never do that with two people. I'd never do that. But when evil get a hold to you, it may be two or three people you do it with. Man, I, I never put that in my nose or put that in my arm. I don't even like needles. But when evil get a hold to you, it can over, it can overtake you. How many have ever done something you know you had no business doing? Then you look back on it, you'd be like, how did I get here? How did I get in this deep hole? You have to be careful, young people, because evil is nothing to play around with. And so in our text in Daniel chapter number one, we pick it up in verse number three. If you're with me, say, I'm with you. 
The text opens up in Daniel 1 and verse 3, talking about a man by the name of Ashpenaz. What's his name, congregation? <laughs> Ashpenaz. And it tells us that he was a leader. He was the master of the king's eunuchs. In our day and time, we, we would be right to call him an influencer. He, he was a leader in his day. Ashpenaz was required to train, the scripture says, some of the children of Israel, some of the king's descendants, and some of the nobles. Again, some of the children of Israel, young people that were in God, some of the king's descendants, some of the young people that had royal bloodline, and some of the nobles, folk that were not just common, but they had come from a house of honor or they came from a household where they were taught how to do right. Three different classes of young people. The king said, I, I, I want these three different social and economic classes. This is something worth stopping and pausing about. Regardless of your background, you got to understand, no matter where you come from, the enemy is going to try to get you. The enemy has a plan for you. The same way God has a plan, your adversaries and enemies have a plan. And this is what's important. Y'all still with me? Ashpenaz, his name means a horse's nose. His name means a horse's nose. Ashpenaz was gifted at being able to sniff out what made young people special. He was able to discern what was inside of a young person and take that talent, take that gift and use it to the king's pleasure. See, that's what the enemy will do. He'll watch you and try to figure out your purpose that God has put in you, but he'll try to use it for the kingdom of darkness. Man, she can dance, and, and I know God could use that to give him glory. But let me see if I can get her on that stripper pole. Let me see if I can corrupt that purpose. Oh, he's a good talker. He knows how to sell things. He knows how to interact with people. Let me see if I can get him on the corner. Let me see if I can take what's in him and use him on the street to sell drugs. Instead of using what God put in him to give God glory. See, that's how the enemy do. He can't create anything. But what he can do is pervert. 
And so he'll try to sniff out what God has put in you and then try to use it for the wrong purpose. And then at the end, you die without giving God the glory with what God put on the inside of you. See, the gifts and callings of God, they are without repentance. You just got to choose who you're going to let use what's on the inside of you. And Ashfinez was over the school for these young folk, and he was responsible for bringing out what God put in them to use for their God and for the king at the time. But see, you got to be able to know what God has put on the inside of you and use it for God's glory. Let alone just not use it, but just don't let it sit there and be idle. What God put in you, you need to seek him so he can show you what it is and you can give him glory. The Bible said, let your light so shine before men that they may glorify God and see your good, your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. You got to put the work what's on the inside of you, young people. And don't let it lie dormant or let the enemy use it. And so Ashpenaz, what he did was he gave them evil instructions. Took them to school for three years. Y'all still with me? And for three years, he said, I'm going to change their desires. I'm going to change their plans. I'm going to give them certain things to eat. And I'm going to give them certain things to drink. And he was so skilled, he knew that at the end of three years, they would be serving the king. Boy, that's amazing. That's amazing to me. Three years, and I turned their life totally around. with these evil instructions. You've got to have the mindset, young people, to understand that while you live in your life, the enemy is trying to corrupt you. You got to know that. You can't be so naive to that particular truth. Even though Ashpenaz is physically not here, that same spirit is here, trying to turn you against parents, trying to turn you against the church, and trying to turn you against God. You got to have that mindset that this is an evil age that we're in. Paul even talked about it in the book of Rome. He said, man, I'm trying to do good, but evil is present. Evil is always around me. And, and, and I pray as pastor that you're not only conscious of God, young people, but you also be conscious that there are adversaries that want to jack you up. Are you still with me? And so for three years, he put the pressure on, giving them evil instructions. Same way the enemy does now. Sending music trying to change you. Sending different trends and fashions trying to change you. Different things just trying to get you out the will of God. But then when we get around verse number eight, the Bible talks about a young man by the name of Daniel. He heard those evil instructions, but he didn't entertain those evil instructions. 
I, I see what's going on, but the Bible says Daniel had purpose in his heart. Daniel said, look, I know what y'all promoting. I know y'all got a plan, but, but I got purpose in my, in my heart. In other words, Daniel had a Christ-like mindset. Woo! I said Daniel had a Christ-like mindset. He didn't let the pressures of his day dictate to him how he should carry himself. In other words, young people, he did not conform himself to, to the world. He didn't play. No, he did not play around with evil instructions. Likewise, young folk, you can't play around with it. Whatever somebody brings to your doorstep, if it's evil, don't play with it. If it's one of your classmates or teammates, don't play, don't play with it. Don't entertain it. Because I think I have done a thorough enough job to show you that evil got some power. Evil can turn you out. So we don't need to play with evil instruction. Tell somebody, don't play with evil instructions. Evil will try to come to you whether you are a pastor's kid, whether you're an only child. It does not matter whether it's all girls in the house, whether you got a daddy in the house or not. Evil going to come and try you. But you got to have some backbone. You got to know how to stand up or contend for the faith. So that's what I want to do. I want to I close out this message in these last few moments. Y'all still here? I want to show you how to deal with evil. Because I know y'all have to deal with it. You have to deal with it. And you need to know how to deal with it appropriately. Whatever level you own. You need to know how to deal with evil instructions, whether it come on your job, at school, in a relationship, you got to deal with it. Let's start in 3 John. It's only one chapter, 3 John, and let's look at verse number 11. Is this helping anybody? All right, evil instructions, how to deal with it. I'm going to get a little touchy as I usually do, but y'all still with me? All right, 3 John chapter number 1. Back toward the book of Revelation. Notice verse 11. Beloved, do not imitate what is evil, but what is good. He who does good is of God, but he who does Evil has not seen God or know God. How do we deal with evil in this verse? Number one, don't focus or follow what is evil. He says don't imitate, but we can break that down. Don't focus on what's evil. And then don't, don't follow. You got to be able to look at a situation or what a person is presenting you and determine, is this good or is this evil? 
if I take this money from this person, are they going to want something back in return? If I go out with this person, is it going to be good for me or am I causing some trouble? If I give them my number, am I causing trouble to come my way? Don't focus on what's evil and don't, don't follow it. Just because your peers may be doing it, that don't mean you need to, to do it. Just because they say everybody is going, you know everybody ain't going. You need to ask them, say, is Martin Luther King going to be there? And they say, no, but they say, well, everybody ain't going. You don't focus nor follow that which is evil. And sometimes you can get to focusing on stuff you shouldn't be focusing on. Eve got to focusing on what the enemy was telling her, and it messed her and the rest of us up. Am I right about it? Yeah. She gave ear to somebody she should not have gave ear to. You got to let folk know. Pretty young thing pull up on you. You got to let them know. Look, I'm married. I'm married. But I don't see no ring. I left it at the house, but I'm still married. I ain't going there with you, girl. I ain't going there with you. You got to let folk, let folk know. Because you can get the focus on, well, you know what? She is nicer than my wife. Maybe I can talk to her. You messing up. <laughs> you messing up. Because I'm going to tell you something. You're going to meet folk that look attractive or more attractive than who you may be with. You may meet somebody that got more money than who you will. You can't focus on the wrong things. It's a trick in them. You about to get gaffled. You about to get got. You about to be hoodwinked, bamboozled. Okie doke. Look at somebody and say, don't fall for it. Yeah. Don't imitate that which is evil. Don't follow it. But then he says, focus or imitate that which is good. Young people, you have to have the mindset that where you say, is this according to God's word? Is this according to God? Is this the will of God for my life? Now, we've been friends since third grade. And I'm trying to change for the better. And you still trying to be in these streets. Maybe our relationship has come to an end. Because you want to go this way, and I'm trying to go that way. And you can just focus on, we've been friends since third grade. You're focusing on the wrong thing. You need to be focusing on which direction are we going. Focus on what's good. Are y'all with me? Number two, let's go to Thessalonians. Hold on. Can a dollar buy an amen? I got a dollar. Can I buy an amen? Can I, will 50 cent get me you right? I got a little change in my pocket. First Thessalonians 5.22. 
So what's the first way we handle evil instruction? Don't, don't focus or what? Or follow it. And sometimes you may look at it, but don't focus on it. 1 Thessalonians 5.22, abstain from, uh-uh, y'all ain't read it right. Abstain from every form or appearance of, of evil. That key word, ab, abstain. This is the second way you deal with evil. Remember I told you got to have some backbone? You got to shut the door on evil. Close the door. Don't let it in. Close the door. That's the only way you're going to stop it. Through the power of God giving you the ability to shut the door on it. If you still got your secret stash of weed and you trying to say, I'm Christian now, you, you ain't abstaining. You got to shut the door. You, you got to take that weed. Don't, don't call yourself, I'm going to bless somebody. That ain't no blessing. Take that little sack of weed and get rid of it. You got to abstain. You still got your booty buddies in your phone that you can call up for a little call every now and then. You, you got to close the door on that. You got, Ms. Joyce said throw the phone away. You may not be ready to throw that $1,500 phone away, but you can. You can delete them numbers. Yeah, change the number. Y'all hear him preaching from way over here. Close the door. Abstain. Go home, get the wine bottles, and just, well, it was good when we had it. Pull it out. Don't try to take no last sip and then say one for the homies. No. Abstain. Shut the door. Shut the door. Stop it. Quit it. Let it go. Y'all ought to help me teach. Say stop it. Say quit it. Let it go. You ain't got to text them back. You ain't got to text them back. Block. Even on that cricket phone, you can block. Block. When they call, it's going straight to voicemail. Or it's going to tell them the number you have reached. But you picking up the phone talking about, well, I just want to see how you doing. You ain't abstaining. You, you, you ain't shut the door on it. Shut the door. Shut it off. Listen, this requires some self-control. Some self-control. So you got to ask yourself, who controlling you? Is it the thing or the person? Or are you allowing God to control you? And in order for God to control us, we got to yield to him. You got to just say, well, Lord, I heard the word. You talking to me. Let me just go ahead and do it. 
But when that weed be like, go on and light me. Go on, just take some more. You know, it's Friday. You got to elevate your mind. You ain't got no job anyway. I mean, you, that's controlling you. Y'all remember earlier when I asked you, will a dollar buy an amen? I got a dollar. Can I buy a pastor? You right. You telling the truth. Now I'm going to keep my money. Y'all keep my dollar. Got to abstain. When you get upset and that person get on your nerve, they ain't making you cuss. You tell her, you making me act. No, no, that's you. You in there cussing folk out because you mad. Throwing stuff. That's evil. That ain't right. You got to control yourself. You got to ask God, you got to help me. Because I've been about custom out real good. Abstain from every form of evil. That means it's some things you're going to have to lay down. Yep. You're going to have to stop doing. The Hebrew writer said, let us lay aside every weight and the evil or the sin that easily besets us or gets us off course. You're going to have to stop taking the phone call. You're going to have to stop going there. Because they're going to keep asking. Until you put your foot down. Is it helping anybody? Evil instructions. And see, so you got to quit saying, well, you know, God forgive me. Now you messed up already. Because that means the evil is premeditated. You already knowing. It don't work like that. So how do we handle evil instructions based upon the lesson? The first thing we got to do is what? Don't focus on it and don't, don't follow it. Because you're going to see it, feel it, hear it, but we just don't need to imitate it. Number two, close the what? Close the door. Go ahead and have you a service when you get home. And just you in the bag of weed and just, well... For four years, we fellowship together. But it's time to say goodbye. Bye-bye, we <laughs> Close the door on that chapter of your, of your life. And finally, Colossians 3 and 5. Colossians 3 and 5, Paul says, Therefore, put to death your members, which are where? Come on, choir. Therefore, put to death your members, which are on the earth. Well, what members are you talking about that we need to put to death on the earth? Fornication, 
uncleanliness, passion, and here's the one I want to talk about, evil desires. Boy, the book talking, ain't it? Evil desires. He said, you got to put it to death. Listen, sometimes, young folk, the evil that you do, it comes from on the inside of you. We talked about how it's in your heart. Sometimes it, it comes from within. So he said, look, you got to put it to death. You got to put that to death. How do we put it to death? The same way Jesus did on the cross. You got to crucify it. You're going to have to start putting a word on them evil desires. You may have to start fasting because of them evil desires. You, you may have to pray a little bit harder. To put that to death. You may have to stop hanging around certain folk to put that to death. You got to know what works for you. You got to put it to death. I used to have this girlfriend back in the day, right before I got saved. And I knew once I got saved, it was two things I had to put to death. I knew that if I kept hanging around this girl, I was going to be doing some things that my flesh or my body desired. And I had, I had to stop. So I called her one day, and this after I got saved. I called her. Y'all still with me? And uh, I told her, I said, look, I done changed my life, and I got to end this relationship. I said it just like that. Then them tears started rolling. Why? What I do? Look, I'm sorry. I gotta go. Bam. Hung up the phone. Woo, I liked her too. I liked it, her. I did. I liked it, her. She called me back immediately. But I did not pick up the phone. Because I knew if I engaged, I might get talked back into a position that wasn't going to be advantageous or beneficial for me. So I let the answer machine hit it. And she left this long message, and I just sat there. I said, oh, God, good gracious. And it was just so tenderhearted and endearing, but I could never, I couldn't return that phone call. And I just left it dead. He had to help me do that. I broke a heart on purpose. But... If I was going to stay saved, I had to put to death some of my members. But then the second thing, young folk, that had a hold on me was music. Back in my day, we had these things called CDs and cassettes. Now, I don't know if y'all know about it. And they used to have these companies like Columbia House where you could order 12 CDs for a penny. And man, I'll be ordering all of the rap music, all of uh, the R&B music that I liked. I listened to Anita Baker, this woman named Sade, another guy named Prince, and, and, and those were my three favorite. And I had all their CDs. Plus, I had all the rap CDs that I listened to. I had close to, if not over, a hundred CDs. A hundred. And they weren't no gospel music. 
Man, I messed around, got saved, and I knew. I said, man, there's no way I can truly serve God and keep listening to this. I had to put it to death. And, and by the time I got in college, I was known for my music selection, even the headphones I used to walk around on campus with. I was known for that. Got saved, went back to room 344 in what was Roberts Hall, and took all of my CDs and got rid of them. Got rid of them. Man, at the time, I, my flesh was like, don't you want to keep just some of them? Got rid of them. I had to put it to, I had to put it to death. I had to put it to death. Because I knew it was going to keep me out of the will of God. I wasn't playing around. And you can't play around. Sometimes saints play around with what's evil. And stuff be having hooks in them. You can't or shouldn't play with evil. And that's what we see Daniel doing. So much so that after some time when he was compared to his peers, because he didn't play with evil instruction... His life was actually better. And that's all I'm teaching. If you do what's being taught, guess what? Your life is going to be better. But you have to have the mindset from this day forward, I'm not going to play with evil instruction. Whether it comes from a sibling, a so-called friend, a teammate, I ain't, I ain't going now. You have to put people in their, in their place as well as put yourself in the proper place. How many understand we don't need to play with evil instructions? I'm going to stop right there. Let's give God a hand clap for...